Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Beauty of Truth podcast. I hope you're all enjoying what you've been hearing so far. This episode I'm really excited to introduce Natasha Ray, um, a well-respected, nationally known makeup artist in Ireland. Natasha has 14 years in the makeup industry, so wealth of knowledge. And she has had 10 years in MAC Cosmetics with three years now freelancing. And this podcast is about creating conversation based around discovering the beautiful and the ugly truth of moving into the world of a freelance makeup artist. It is to tell the highs and the lows of what it is to be a freelance makeup artist in a very saturated market in, in Ireland and the UK at the moment. It's eye-opening facts about how rewarding, but yet lonely, absolutely inspiring and financially challenging it can be being a makeup artist in Ireland, um, especially um, post-COVID. It's also a time for people to get to know Natasha Ray on a little bit more of a personal note. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And here we go. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I know you're super nervous about coming on. <laughs> it's like only you, Rob, and I would do this for. Yeah. It's like I've turned down doing so many lives over uh, lockdown because I just, well, not that I just can't listen to myself and just say, hey, being interviewed. So, no, I do. Only I really for you. appreciate it. And it makes me feel really loved. It makes me feel like I was one of the special ones in Mac now. But I wanted to obviously bring you on today to talk about uh, your have gone freelance for the last two, three years, three is years it? Three years summer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have time flies I know, when you're I'm like, ball. Jesus, where has the time gone? <laughs> and what has it been like during COVID? Because being a freelance makeup artist is like obviously tough anyway. Mm. And we'll get into the, you know, the highs and the lows of that. But really, what has it been like during lockdown, lockdown like pandemic? Yeah. I don't think it's been easy for anybody. I think everybody has had their struggles through uh, the whole lockdown. But I suppose I look at myself as one of the lucky ones. Like when you look at what's kind of going on in the world at the moment, like some people don't even know if they're going to have a job to go back to. Um, I'm hoping that <laughs> the, the kind of business that I've built up for myself over the last year. Those smoky eyes yeah. pay off. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping my clients come back to me. But um, obviously the bridal industry, um, the work is more reliable and I'm so excited to kind of get back doing weddings and stuff again. But um, yeah, no, it has, like it has been, it has been tough um, in terms of like how it mentally plays. I was going to say yeah. the stress alone. Just, yeah, yeah, I think everybody was just, it was just like a whirlwind um, when it was, when it was announced. I remember the first kind of bride that texted me cancelling her wedding and my heart just shattered for her. I was absolutely devastated. And at the time, I was like, oh, maybe it's only going to be like for the next couple of months. Maybe it's just going to be. I think be... everyone felt that yeah. way, didn't they? And I yeah. had literally like I'd, I finished up, um, I think it was a day or two before Paddy's Day. And I had done, I had like days booked out where I did all my trials. And all of these brides were due to get married in like April and May. And yeah, it was yeah. so exciting. It was just, oh, my God, like the, the countdown is on. And then to receive emails off them within a couple of weeks later saying that they have to postpone or cancel their wedding or were you getting brides with like um so multiple tough. dates 
because yeah. venues were yeah. giving people like kind of second dates because I've it. had and that was, as well. It was a struggle trying to balance it because you obviously wish you could split yourself in 10 to yeah, of be course. able to kind of, you know, keep all your brides because you've built up that relationship with them. They booked you two years in advance, you know, you've a real connection with them and so excited to be a part of their day and the fact that they chose you and then coming down to dates, you know, you might not be available and having to tell a bride that you're actually no longer available for their date. And, you know, some people were putting kind of um, contingency plans in place in case their date couldn't go ahead. But what, and I was accommodating my brides um, with a contingency plan, but what was happening was, you know, they'd have the set, the TBC date in the calendar. And then within a matter of weeks, you'd have, a, a different supplier saying I'm no longer available on that date and then the whole thing starts all yeah, over yeah. again so it is because it's, it's like yeah, your it's cake tricky. your decoration Listen, whatever it might have been it could be your venue you yeah, know your yeah, venue yeah. have now got a bride looking to book that venue could be your photographer and that's where your big big deposits lie is with your photographer your your venue and stuff and you know that's where your bride is kind of you know that's where that what's going to make their decisions you know that kind of way and yeah. it, it's been a real juggling game I have had somebody that you know I have someone that does my administration for me and I've worked alongside her really closely um during this process to kind of you know hopefully please all my brides yeah, accommodate and as many as possible accommodate as many people as possible but um yeah, no, it has been tough, but uh, I consider myself very lucky that, you know, I was able to get married last year. Like, I'm yeah. like, it's oh, just, stunning, Natasha. you know, it was just, yeah, I'm, I am just, my heart is broke thinking of all the brides this year. Like, one of my best friends is due to get married in two weeks time and oh, I was bridesmaid and I'm just heartbroken for her. And yeah, it's, it's hot, but their day will come and, you know, it will be as magical as ever. It's, you know, it's over and done with so quickly that you do wish that you could do it all over again. I wish I could do it all over again. Yeah, so of I, course. Just trying to kind of reassure them that, you know, when it does come, it will be as special as ever, if not more special. Yeah, because like, there's definitely that side of it, like the emotional side, because I, yeah. I now and it wouldn't be as busy as Natasha Ray Would makeup, <laughs> but I obviously do bridal makeup as well. Yeah, and really in a trial, because it can be two and three hours long. Yeah, like, And you get it. to know, and you're emailing back and forth. This is you, it, you're, yeah. You're invested in their whole day. Completely. Like, you're you're like also, you feel like you're there you yeah. want to go to the wedding oh so like, many times <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, well, I go down and just have an out I just bring a dress to me back yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case and also I you're know. in charge of like their face yeah you know it is actually after I suppose as much as a bride's dress is important yeah their makeup, your makeup their hair is like massive part essential of it. Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. it's what you're going to look back on for the rest of your life yeah, you know looking yeah. the best version of yourself like you know like there is a lot of pressure involved in doing somebody's makeup or their hair for their wedding day because it's their appearance. And, you know, for me, like makeup isn't just about putting makeup on somebody. It's about making them, f how you make them feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a massive and part of it. It's a massive part Probably of it. Probably the, the core of yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. And you want them to feel the most amazing uh, they could ever feel on their wedding day and you know it, the kind of pressure is always there but you just kind of learn to kind of deal with it um, the longer you do it. Yeah definitely and what is going to be the new like the new normal yeah. now because obviously <laughs> it's like what is the new what normal? What is it like yeah. what do we do because yeah. I feel like as well um, there's the administration side of things mm, definitely like I don't have anyone but I've even felt the pressure of yeah. re re jigging Jigging. things also I I work as well so I don't know when I'm back to work all of those things yeah so there's that side but 
what is going to be the new normal? So, like, if you go to do a bride now in the next few weeks, like, what does that even look like? This, uh, this is something that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I We started um, our course back. It was only online last night. And um, it oh, was you, just... It's all completely online? It, it's well for now it is. Oh, yeah, brilliant. for now it is. Just until we can kind of effectively implement the um, social distance guidelines and just kind of figure it all out and have a space that kind of allows that. Um, but Which just for the a moment... Cost, a cost effect to that as well. Um, you know, like as in... If going you, online? No, or, if no. you have to go out like and get a salon or get a space Oh, now. well, we, we ha- yeah, well, we had a salon that we were working from, from but like that, it's it's so hard for the salons. Like, they're, they're trying to figure all this out as well. What is the new norm? And, you know, there's like over 12 people in our course and then the, along with myself and Paul are the two trainers and then we have Nisha who does administration um, for the course who is also present so you're talking at the guts of like 18 people in a small space so it's just trying to figure that out but for the moment um, until we do figure that out it's we're going to kind of just to take a week by week and yeah, yeah, yeah all you can do. We yeah. are gonna we are going online but um, just kind of having a chat with the girls about like what the new norm looks like and it's just, I think all you can do is just, like, as a makeup artist, your hygiene procedures are excellent as is. And I think MAC as a brand was incredible for instilling that in us as yeah, artists. You, like, know, no you brand, actually know someone who, oh, by their hygiene. By their hygiene. If they've worked, if for, they've Mac, worked yeah. for MAC. They, they were so particular, so anal about it. And for me, like, that's just something that's ingrained in me as an artist. Yeah, you, know, you, you do it without treat, thinking about it. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You treat everybody like they have a cold sore or an eye infection, you know, but it's just upping the ante even more. And it's like, what does that look yeah. like? Do you <laughs> We're carry gonna be a like, clean and trolley around with you? Or, you well, know? like, I, I, got, I yeah. started to buy, like, loads. Like, obviously, I have alcohol in my kit yeah, that I course. spray everything and Petri dishes and yeah. all that. But I was like, I'm actually going to need, like, Dettol wipes. I need a little Dettol spray. Yeah, like things that you. I mean, that, I wasn't no, cleaning people's houses. You would, you would like. do a deep clean probably every like you know after I do a wedding. I would always do a deep clean on my yeah, kit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, pack it all up for the the next day or whatever. But what's going to be a little bit more challenging is having to do that clean in between clients at a wedding. Yeah. So you've a wedding of seven people. You know. Y- y- like time is against you. You know you have the time set aside that you're going to allocate per person yeah I'm so, actually I actually feel a bit nervous I know like. and I think everybody is and it's like, like yesterday we were I was in a salon and I was kind of just yapping to them and you know it, it everyone is adjusting and you know people need, people are going to make like let room for mistakes and errors and stuff yeah, like definitely. that you know with this like you're not going to get it 100% right on your first time but um it's just being as prepared as possible and kind of playing it out in your head and knowing what that is going to look like. And I think for me, it's going to be just maybe giving myself a bit of extra time doing a wedding. So maybe I said I was going to show up at seven. I'm going to probably have to show up at half six now just to set up and ensure that everything is set up, ready to go. Um, where you do makeup now. So you're n- no longer going to be able to be in the mixer with all of the no. people that are at, in the you crack. Know, it, yeah, in the like, crack. The best part, the best of, part it, you know, of it is like me fed, getting yeah. handed cups of tea. I'm yeah, so yeah. hoping they do that. I but, uh, always love me fry on the morning <laughs> of, a, of a wedding. You know, might be good for the L waistline, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just you're going to have like hairdressers and makeup artists I doubt are going to be able to be in the same room unless it's a really big open room. Yeah. You're going to only be able to have have one person in the room with you and you're not going to be able to be there with the full bridal party the way you normally would so it is going to be very different but I think people just need to be open-minded and 
yeah, um, definitely open to open to change, you know. Yeah, and figuring out like what rooms in their house they can clear <laughs> yeah. out, sticking you in the hot press. Yeah, 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 <laughs> literally. I because I have a wedding the end of July and. Yeah. I, like that, I and again, there's also the side of you don't want to sound kind of rude. This either. is it. This is it, and apologise and apologise to because you're gonna have to wear like a mask or a fit, like you know the visor. The visor. I've got yeah. the visor because yeah, I just same. cannot breathe with a mask on. It's so yeah, claustrophobic. Yeah. I actually think the visor is so they're, like, and I actually think there's more protection in a visor. Yeah, because people talking to you. We'll do like, makeup. We're gonna be like, yeah, like this is so also, close to people. What could you, what, there's no way around it. Like no. I did see a video <laughs> of a girl and she had made like a long stick and she was like had a brush on the end of it trying to do it and obviously it was absolutely make up with a selfie stick yeah. no problem like come here and I do that winged liner yeah yeah no like obviously not the reality um and besides obviously yeah there's that side of yeah. you've got to message someone and be like I don't mean yeah. to sound absolutely like you know mad. forward and yeah. mad but I need a separate room yeah. in your house because I think what's going to happen going forward and what I, I I've obviously discussed it with um Antona who is my um admin that it's just going to be guidelines that need to be sent out in advance yeah, so yeah. again it comes a down to organization yeah. a document that goes out and has kind of um I don't know, it sounds quite like cold or, you know. Um, I know, I know. Just bride yeah. work is actually such a warm, fun. This is it. It's, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really warm and it's really fun. And, you know, having to kind of send out this kind of p- documented procedure that needs to happen on the morning of a wedding obviously isn't ideal. But I think it allows then the bride to have a think about it in advance and what that's going to look like. And then it kind of gets rid of that awkwardness on the morning. Exactly. And it also for timing. So like you're not going to stand there and have a discussion on the morning of a wedding and take up the guts of a half an hour trying to figure out where you're going to be and what you're going to do on our times of the essence yeah Yeah, exactly so the less time that you spend with somebody is going to be really important and then also with trials and stuff like I'm just trying to have that conversation with the bride in advance about you know back and forward what do you think and send me on your looks what's your vibe really building up that relationship and that rapport because obviously you know when you're there in person I don't know whether the chit chats are going to be as uh you know as as, as what much, they used yeah. to be because you're obviously so conscious of being so close to someone's face yeah being so close to somebody's face as well yeah so yeah. i think putting in a lot of legwork before you actually meet the person um for their trial and then yeah. ha- following on that conversation after the trial and um, just ensuring everybody knows what they're doing on the morning yeah. and it's just it's just really kind of structured it just has to be structured in order for it to work for everyone and, and I think for people yeah like and yeah. for people's like let's say their bridesmaid there could be one bridesmaid who's actually really anxious about it this is it and to put everybody yeah. at ease I think yeah structure is, is the way forward it's the definitely. most important 100% and yeah. you know the last like I think where the uncertainty comes in it's like the last thing I like what I'm most nervous about is I want my brides and my clients that come to me to feel comfortable when they when they come to get their makeup done I don't want them to like have this uncertainty in their mind so I think by sending on what you're doing to ensure everybody's safety and to ensure a really enjoyable experience in advance it kind of hypes them up and it prepares them and puts them at ease of what 
that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck <laughs> of the coming months <laughs> and myself. And I'm all. praying for myself yeah. and everyone in the industry. Oh, everyone in the industry. Yeah. It is going to be, it's going to be a time for learning. <laughs> Y'all going to learn today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so why did you go freelance? So obviously you're talking about, you know, freelance during COVID. Yeah. But it's a big, big decision to it make. Is. It's a decision I haven't made personally. Oh, come here. If it um, was down to me, I probably wouldn't have made it either. It's uh, it's something that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, it's kind of, you know, the goal as an artist to one day go out on your own and fend for yourself yeah, and make yeah. your own money and stuff like that. But uh, it was something that I always wanted to do. It was always in the back of my mind, but there was no real... Uh, urge for me to do I was in a job that I absolutely adored I was the trainer for Mac like yourself now and it was yeah I, I just absolutely loved my job and I was really happy in it and with like very little notice we were kind of told out you go oh God, <laughs> on I your rem- ear I remember we were, it well like, we were made redundant and it was like my whole world I was like oh my god this is the worst thing ever whole world came crashing down and I needed to make a decision so and probably quite quickly quite as well. quickly yeah. like I have worked since I'm 15 the thoughts of not having a job like if, if I decided to take time out and just the type of person I am and I, I know how my mind works, um, I, cu- I couldn't take time out. I knew that if I took time out that I would fall into a black hole of yeah. anxiety and, and I would slightly suffer. Depressed. Yeah. Slightly yeah, depressed. Yeah. I would suffer with my mental health and I knew that. And I knew that I needed to act quick and... I was really hard done by uh, when I was made redundant because, you know, yourself, it was, you know, with, with the job, it's your blood, sweat and tears. You, you, oh, you yeah. put in endless hours of extra work that, you know, you're not paid for, that you do because of the love of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know 100%, myself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, working is... all hours under the sun from yeah. seven in the morning, you'd be up on the, on the laptop before you even go to work doing a full shift and then coming home and back on the laptop. And it was just, I did, I, I, I never complained. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, you were my trainer at yeah, the time. I, was, I know I yeah. moved to travel retail by the time you're made redundant. Yeah. But you were my trainer for yeah. the guts of at least a year and a year and a half. I would, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah before you left. Yeah, 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 definitely. And you were, you like actually beamed as a trainer. Beamed. Like, I, I just loved it. Like, education was something that was always like a huge passion for me. Like, even as an artist, I love to like, like, team up with people and kind of bounce off them and teach like teach them something they teach me something I was just I just absolutely loved it but um yeah so I really needed to think quickly when I found out this had happened and it was kind of what do I do what path do I take and when I was in college I studied makeup for fashion media and film so obviously I kind of explored the fashion end of it um so I was thinking about uh kind of trialing um film it was something that obviously I was qualified in and I absolutely loved um but the thing is the hours are just so unsociable like you know you're working like through the night um also film work isn't based in Dublin really it's mainly yeah. down the country up the north um so we were only after getting our house we were only after renovating it and we were on such a high and I just wasn't willing to make that sacrifice so Stephen my husband had said to me 
what about going freelance? He was like, the amount of work you turn away, like, and I used to, it was never a second. It was just, just wasn't it taught to me. I just was so happy in my job. I used to have brides. I used to have people texting me all of the time looking to get their makeup done. And it was just, I, I was just exhausted from working in that. Oh God, yeah. I just couldn't take on any extra work. Come and here. I, from yeah. someone who does both. Yeah, come here. It's I don't know how you lot. do it. I it's don't know how lot. you do it. It's a lot. A lot. And, and to the point yeah. where, like last year, I was doing like seven days a week yeah. sometimes. And I had obviously, I have, you know, Avery would have only been a baby. Yeah. And I remember Scott saying to me, like, you actually nearly need to decide one or the other. What, what you're doing. This is it. Or you or you keep regulars. And, you, and, and that's kind of, to be honest, yeah. at the minute what I'm doing. Because yeah. it is, it's so hard. That's and it. you do have to turn yeah. down work. You do. There's no two ways about it. And like, it, there yeah. was no second thought about it. Like, I was just, oh, sorry, I'm not available or I'm working or like, literally wouldn't think twice about it. And... So Stephen, Stephen had suggested it to me, he said, yeah. what about going freelance? And I was like, oh God, like, I don't know. I haven't really put in the legwork to kind of, you know, start a freelance career. And he was like, Tasha, like, you've absolutely nothing to lose. You have no job. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have no kids. He was like, you know, we're after thankfully securing our house. You have absolutely nothing to, to lose and I'm willing to support you um, as much as you need to get your career off the ground. So it was like trial it for six months. See how it goes. If it doesn't work out, you have the experience to go back and work for a company if you want. So I was like, do you know what, Fekka, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just trial it and see see how it goes. So I'm, I'm a very, um, how would you say, competitive person. I do know this, yeah. I, I don't like failing um, and I find it really hard to deal with when I do fail. So You're I basically had, Monica from yeah, Friends. Literally, like, I had the mentality that I am not going to fail at this. But the, only, the only result is going to be to succeed. So I put, like, every hour under the sun into getting my um, freelance business off the ground. And, you know, I have so many people to thank for the support network that I had from all of my colleagues that I worked for, worked with in Mac, all of my friends, family, just everybody got behind me. And I kind of had an Instagram beforehand, but I obviously decided to, we weren't allowed to do freelance in Mac. So I decided to kind of really launch my Instagram again and, everybody just got behind me and supported me and yeah it just kind of really took off I, I I also had upskilled myself um just after I had left Mac and I did um an LVL lash course and at the time oh that's right yeah yeah um it was kind of only being launched in Ireland so it was great I kind of caught the market at, at a really good time and launched that as well because obviously um, I wasn't in the bridal industry at the time and freelance work is mainly weekends, weekends you know yeah, you it's need, occasional exactly. most people do browse literally or they do have something added, else on the side yeah, and at that, at that time I kind of had I knew that I eventually wanted to kind of set up some sort of training school or academy or do makeup lessons like because education was such a passion of mine yeah. but I just hadn't really thought about that so I thought upskilling in terms of another kind of beauty element would really enhance me and keep me going during the week yeah yeah um and like thankfully I still like count me lucky stars that you know it did just take off for me but it wasn't you're like what's LVL yeah, what's I know <laughs> literally I'm like yeah I'm like kind of putting that to the side now but uh it's it, it was like it wasn't just down to luck. It was down to hard, hard work and dedication and being willing to work every hour under the sun. And what I will say to anybody that is thinking about going freelance, um, 
is something that I didn't do, which I am raging that I didn't do, is all the years experience in Mac, all the people that I got to work with over the years, the connections that I could have possibly made, that I just didn't. I just didn't look at the opportunities that I had as how to enhance myself as an artist, how to brand my own name. And that was something that I just was like, I'll be a Mac forever. I love my job. And yeah, it was just, I should have really talked about how I can brand myself um, while working for a company. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, and And it's kind of a little bit what I am doing, but not fully committed to doing, if that makes sense. Like I... Obviously, I have like I've I'm very, again I'm really really lucky. I have a really strong yeah. regular client oh, base. Oh, Robin, like, like if you ever decided to go freelance, like seriously, like and my boss and is it, it listening. Just, going, I know. Shut up, Natasha. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> but like seriously, you have you've put the legwork in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and, it's, and it is hard. Like and and I and when I look at let's say you know like social media or like websites and all, there is still. A long, if yeah. I'd ever decided, yeah. a long road ahead because oh, it's, it's it is massive, hundred percent. And what has been like the because obviously that like amazing that you've a, a great support system because yeah. I, I I was on your website and like that's done beautifully. Yeah, you're very lucky that you had your mortgage because that's another reason. This is it, and that's you can't you can't can't go freelance. Yeah, yeah. like it's you have to be freelance or self employed three years before they even talk for to a mortgage you. before they even look at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. like and I know loads of people. Who may be like you know in early twenties made yeah. that decision and are, are still still don't have property. This and it's, is it. It, it. I won't lie. It is one of the it's you know tough. it's a reason why I've never made the jump yeah. as well. Like yeah. I I I I know I have a crazy child that yeah. needs a roof over our head. Um, <laughs> That's but, definitely a deciding factor. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we six of us can't keep living in my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like there's this side of like there are highs and there are lows. Totally. So what has been what I suppose. You've mentioned some of the highs. Yeah. Like, what have been some of the lows? Like, what yeah. are the, the real nitty gritty difficult parts yeah. of, of being freelance? There's uh, there's so many, like so many, and I feel that it's not something that's spoken about. Um, oh no, you, well, social media. Social you only media, see the good it's, side. It's all the yeah. good side. It's all the, the the like you know nobody wants to be scrolling through Instagram and seeing negative comments and negative posts. And even though it is real, it's kind of something that a lot of people don't do, and I don't really do. I I, I will talk on. Honestly, if somebody asks me something and I won't sugarcoat something and pretend something's amazing when it's not. But, you know, a lot of people naturally just don't talk about the negative things yeah, because course, it's, it's yeah. easier to talk about the positives. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there are so many, like, not negatives, but um, lows in being a freelance, um, self-employed artist. Um, Like, for me, the biggest struggle um, was my mind again when I went freelance. So... I had the mentality was like sink or swim and I was like swimming like bloody hell trying to succeed and I literally I was I was like a duck on water it was like my feet were going crazy underneath and I was like looking calm on top but it was it was only when it hit the lull season so obviously I didn't realize I hadn't put a lot of research into going freelance and I didn't realize that um the whole uh, makeup industry does have its its downtimes where it's quiet. Oh, it's seasonal in Ireland seasonal, and the UK, definitely. Like, yeah. So I I left Mac at a really good time. It was during the summer. I was oh, out flat the, the door yeah. with like work, and then October hit, and I was like, 
didn't have like my I had thankfully I had my LVL lash business to kind of keep me afloat but um and at the time I didn't have really a bridal business so it was like the odd kind of job here and there a vampire and, makeup yeah, sexy vampire for Halloween, yeah, for Halloween <laughs> little pumpkin yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah like it was just it was mentally draining to the point where I was actually going to go and go back on the counter and apply a job, for a yeah. full-time job because I... <laughs> not get I, a job. Not, Jesus, no, but I, I mean, get a job. sorry, I mean like as <laughs> no, in, I'm the same, you know, get a full-time job with a, with a company yeah, rather yeah. than being self-employed because the mental battle in my own head of telling myself that, you know, completely doubted myself. I'm telling myself that I wasn't good enough. That was the reason why I didn't have work. Like just this constant battle back and forward in your own head. And Well, you don't have anyone there to motivate this, you. Have nobody there to no, motivate no you. You're going for a bit of feedback. Like, exactly. You're going from like a company where people are like blowing smoke up your <laughs> bum, like yeah, constantly yeah. telling you're amazing. And then like constantly being inspired by amazing people, getting to work with the best in the world. And then you're just on your own. It's like, eh, yeah. what's the story? Anyone here to like give me a little bit Tell of me a, a booster, you know, to inspire me? Like yeah. you really have to seek it out yourself. But um, that for me was the biggest challenge then Christmas came around it was great and then January hit which was even worse than oh October God, yeah, yeah. it was dead and at the time I was too embarrassed to reach out to other artists and ask them how they were doing because it, it you have this perception on Instagram that it's like everybody let's pretend we're all like so busy and yeah, nobody yeah. is like nobody has a bad week or nobody has a bad month let's all pretend that we're absolutely out the door yeah. you know but that's not the case and it wasn't until I started reaching out to people and communicating with them that they were in the same boat as me and I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god I'm not alone I'm actually oh, yeah, not alone it's, it's, it's in the message yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so happy like that it just wasn't me that was the season that yeah, people yeah. don't get their makeup done in January so where would you be going where would you be going we're all broke everyone's on dry, dry on January, January like yeah, literally yeah. I tell you everyone was fuming this oh, year they did dry I, January <laughs> I know I actually didn't I was on my honeymoon oh, so wow. I had a oh, very yeah. wet January <laughs> Ooh, go on yeah go on <laughs> I won't say anymore <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, um, I I didn't do it, but I didn't do it because, do you know though why I don't do dry January? Because December is so mental for makeup yeah. artists oh yeah you don't even so get to I was like I actually do go out in yeah. January <laughs> you're the only one of the one. ones that <laughs> the one person that books in on a Saturday Robin yeah. Bourne yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah so it was just really finding me feet with uh, with that so the following year then I knew to prepare <laughs> so you yeah. make you, you basically what you make in December is like double like it's it, you make two months wages. Oh almost. yeah, no, December is. Do you know a what I mean? So that month. does it. Yeah. That does it. Um, for January, but um, it has in when my first year at being freelance, I was like, oh my god, I'm loaded. This is great. Oh, stop. Like going all out with the presents for everybody, yeah. rather than actually banking aside a few bob to do me in January. Um, but yeah, there, there there are a lot of like a lot of lows. Social media in itself 
is a constant battle. Like you constantly, you need to not compare yourself to other people. And, you know, you look at somebody and say, oh my God, they're amazing. They're constantly posting. They're constantly coming up with good content. And how do they have the motivation to do that? And because sometimes you have a creative block, like during oh. lockdown, oh my God, in the beginning, I was like, wow. Oh, everyone was amazing. <laughs> you know, and I was then, sick of looking at tutorials. Oh, like, like seriously. And then the whole thing just really got in on me. I was like, I just, it was like I was kind of in denial for the first few weeks and then the whole thing just got in on me and it was like, I just didn't feel like it was it, it was the time for me to be posting. I thought there was more important things in the yeah. world going on and I didn't think my content was relevant. Yeah, and I that, felt yeah. a bit that way. It's like you feel yeah. a bit like, not, for the want of a better word, yeah. but it's stupid. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm posting this and no, like, I mean. Do people even care? Like they it's, care? it's about yeah. like how to do a makeup look when they're sitting in their house and their people are out there fighting for their lives and people's weddings are being cancelled and, you know, I just, that was just my mind I know, at the time. It, it's like and a, it was, sense everyone is different. Everyone yeah, is totally yeah, yeah. different. No, and I was similar. Very, I felt like I was being really insensitive yeah. to some of the issues this that were going on. Oh, yeah, we also, we had COVID in yeah. my house. So yeah. like, Oh, stop. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. Scott got COVID oh, um, and tested positive. And like ever, uh, after that, before that, yeah. I was like, I've done it, like I was doing makeup looks like it was nobody's business. Yeah. And after that, it just put something into perspective for me. And I was like, I feel like this is like the world telling us to yeah. just slow down. Yeah. And 100%. mind ourselves. Mind yourself. Yeah. Like take a yeah. breath and... Just, yeah, I think a lot of people, like, the biggest learns from COVID has been, like, work-life balance. Oh, massive. Like, for me, I'm like, I I used to work every day. Like, someone wanted, them, no problem, I'll do your makeup on a, on a Wednesday at eight in the morning, you know, and then that that would be my day off. Yeah, but I yeah, I would yeah. do three people just to kind of, it, it, when you're self-employed, you have to. You just have to take what you it, feel like you have to when be it a comes. Yes. Exactly, yeah. yes, person. But during this, the biggest learn for me is I am I'm going to be very setting the days that I do and I'm going to have my days off and because you need it you mentally need it to reboot and to kind of re-energize yourself and I feel that's when your creativity takes a knock is when your brain is on overdrive and you don't have time to allow yourself to get creative because you're so busy yeah yeah no you know? no massively and like with the whole jumping freelance and yeah. you know the highs and the lows and I'm so glad that you're being so honest yeah. this is what this podcast is about and there is a side of, like, I still work on counter, yeah. a freelance, I do, dabbling a bit here and there <laughs> of everything. Um, but there is a side of, like, when we worked on counter together, so we'll go back maybe, we'll call it five years, right? Throwback. People like that, you had 10 years experience before you, yeah. you and, and you were forced in, yeah. essentially, into that decision <laughs> as well. They forced me hand. They forced me hand, <laughs> and now I'm real famous, thank you. Um, no, but you know, there is, but like nowadays I feel like because of social media, yeah. and you've touched on that, and like the, the comparison and the, the this, I, this idealistic world yeah. that lives on social media, that a lot of people I feel are maybe making the jump too soon. Like yeah. I'm still in, in the industry of counters and not just specific to Mac, but on loads of counters, you hear of people being with their brands like f like four to six months, yeah. maybe a year. And they're like, and I hear they leave. Where are you going? I'm going out on my own. I'm like, good night. God bless. God Fair be with you. you. Have your rosary beads. <laughs> I at the wish resume. I had your confidence. <laughs> Literally. But I think that they're yeah. like, it comes down to this idea that, oh, well, I have 10K followers on yeah. Instagram. So, but really, you know mm. that, like, and you're someone who had to grow. You've mentioned you had to grow your Instagram. Like, 
what would be, because when I think about it, I'm like, right, a hairdresser does four years plus for um, their apprenticeship before they can go out on their own. Yeah. Like, what what would you advise somebody? Yeah. when? Because I, th- I feel like we just live in this world where, like, every it's a saturated market. Yeah. I have loads of followers. Ah, six I'm months on counter. Yeah. I'm going to go out on my own. Yeah. And you do see, and it's terrible to say, but yeah. it is the truth, you see an awful lot of people fail. Yeah. And setting yourself up for success is obviously, you know, the main yeah. focus when you're doing something like this. What is, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's a really tricky question. And the reason for that is, it's it's like saying, how long is a piece of string, right? Yeah. So it depends on somebody's background. So they could have a background in doing, they could have assisted for two years. And um, yeah. came out of college, assisted for two years, then they did a bit of work on film. And then they decided they wanted to build up their experience on a counter to gain that kind of knowledge of working with different face shapes, different skin types, different ethnicities, which is just invaluable. It's experience that you just don't get as a freelance artist um, unless you really work hard at it. And But then you have people that are sh- fresh out of college um, going onto counters, and maybe doing six months and then leaving and going freelance. So I do think it's a very it's a very tough one to call and say, I think you should do three years experience on a counter and then yeah, go freelance. There's no perfect there's, time. There's no perfect makeup, time yeah. and everyone grows and develops at a different rate. And it depends on what you invest in yourself as well. It's like how much are you willing to how much time are you willing to put into yourself to ensure that your business gets that takes off when you do go freelance. What I will say is I did 10 years on a counter. You're probably the same in around um, 10 seven, years. Seven yeah. years, yeah. Like and you're still learning. Oh I'm yeah. still learning. Like every day there is there's not a day that goes by that I don't say, oh geez, I never thought of doing that or I'm actually going to try that tip. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Or I'm going to try that approach when I'm working with an older skin. And the less experience that you spend on counter the less knowledge that you have when you're leaving as a freelance artist. Yeah. So I think what a lot of people don't think about when they do go freelance is that is, it's solely your name on the line. That is your branding. It's your business. Do you feel that you have the wealth and knowledge to be able to, um, to be able to, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? My mind is going blank now. To be able to take on any challenge that kind of comes through your door. So are you able to do makeup on all ages? Yeah. Every age that walks into your door, are you able to tackle any challenge that sits in front of you? Yeah, because you can't smooth, you can't use your app. This is it. To smooth out someone's, you know, fine lines. But it's also about how you make somebody feel. So it's all well and good being, and your, your business might solely be, you know, between the ages of 18 and 24. But what if you do decide to get into the bridal industry or what if you are asked to do a shoot? Are you going to turn the shoot down because you don't have the knowledge on working with that age group or that skin colour? Yeah, or working with cameras this or is it. whatever it might exactly, be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think the experience that you do gain on counter is just invaluable. It, there's no there's no right or wrong. You, you can't say this yeah, is the correct amount of time, but you need questions. to ask yourself... Yeah. Do you have enough skills to leave and be able to create makeup on 
on anybody basically yeah 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 you know and to do it forever like and you know it, essentially it. like this for it to it. be your yeah. your you know do you know do you know how to continue yeah. to upskill do you know where to go this is it this is it and like this is the thing that you don't realize when you leave you're used to being constantly invested in like constantly trained up when you leave you're solely dependent on investing in yourself so are you going to be willing to upskill are you going to be willing to ignite creativity in yourself so that you don't get caught in a rut and create the one shop look on everybody yeah yeah do you know what I mean because you can very easily get caught in that rut and create the one look on absolutely everybody and then somebody comes in and asks for something different and you're you're stunned you don't know what to do yeah or you do it badly or you do it badly and then again that's your name on the line yeah yeah no it's really really good advice yeah and I think the side of it's really uh, and you're someone to learn from in the sense of your social media going yeah. freelance 100%. like do you feel pressure like do you, is there a sense of yeah. like if I don't create content my business oh, could end you know 100% tomorrow yeah not tomorrow like, but you know what I mean it's, it's like dramatic. go up in flames yeah, on yeah. Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no totally like when um like my business is is like I would say fifty percent word of mouth fifty percent social media yeah and during we were just talking beforehand during lockdown I was saying obviously you know I was a little bit quiet on social media and like I lost like over three hundred followers now I know it's not about followers but at the end of the day but they're potential potential customers. customers do you know that kind of way like I'm on Instagram to drive my business and that's the main reason why I'm there and to drive creativity and hopefully inspire the odd one or two people uh, I'd but, say uh, you do that <laughs> but um yeah like it's it's the pressure on yourself to constantly be creative and create new content and you know you're constantly thinking to yourself oh my god is that makeup good enough you over critique your own massively like I have like albums of photos that I haven't uploaded because I don't think they're good enough or I there's a hair out of place and I do think as well that like what you put out there is what you attract and I don't settle for anything less than perfect when I am putting out a post because I just think that that's your work and that's your name at the end of the day and if it isn't you know picture perfect then why put it out well yeah because for Instagram essentially yeah. as much as we don't like to admit it this is it it, it, is, it has to be picture perfect it like, does. I, it's probably why, why yeah. I don't have many followers I just post everything and anything not at all uh, no. no but I, I know what you mean in the sense yeah. of like but it's just I always yeah because when you did the for me looking from the outside in yeah when you did the tutorials on your Instagram stories yeah. and they were like properly detailed like yeah. sitting in a classroom like I'm gonna Scott can you mind the child I'm going <laughs> into the sitting room I'm gonna I need have an a hour. cup of tea and a biscuit yeah, yeah, yeah. oh absolutely and um <laughs> And there's a lot of hard work that goes into yeah. that. But you can see that it was definitely yeah. kind of a making in your social media. Yeah. What was, like, what goes on behind that? Obviously, I oh know. But for people who don't know. Yeah. It is torturous. Like, seriously, I have so much respect for anybody in the kind of um, online business. Like if anybody, like, you know, bloggers, influencers that constantly create amazing content for social media. And anytime I ever hear anybody kind of dissing a blogger or an influencer and saying, oh, you know, this, that and the other, it actually grinds on me because people do not realise hence the reason why I'm not an influencer or a blogger because I just cannot do it. It's and that's why you'll only get a tutorial the odd now and again. But um the tutorial series that I launched was on the back of 
um, a kind of string of tutorials I had launched with Lauren Bajewi about a year and a half before that. And yeah. it took off like so well. The oh, the feedback that we got on the back of it, like we had people texting us like, you know, on such a buzz, like when are you putting out the next video? And obviously then it was so challenging to try and get the three of us together um, with Amy uh, and Lauren because we all worked full-time jobs um, trying to get us all on an evening together. But oh, trying to get people to do the podcast on oh, the same day is difficult. It's impossible. Like, so add another person it in. It is like, so hard. Like so hard, and it's and kind of a day's work. Literally, really, it isn't is it? a day's work, and it's like what you watch online might only be forty minutes, but it probably took a half a day to record that. And then you have the editing, which is a yeah, yeah, yeah. another ball game altogether. And God, it, it really is like it's 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 dedication. Like it is dedication, but do you know what? I so like I just enjoy doing it so much because it just ignited so much creativity in me, and that was the reason why I decided to do the tutorial Tuesdays. Um, for anyone that doesn't follow me, you can they're all on me highlights. I think I have yeah, them all yeah, saved. they are saved. Yeah, um, there's like a string of tutorials that you can watch, but um, it was it was to kind of get me like creative again and doing makeup that you know I wouldn't normally be doing because you can get caught in such a rut oh yeah yeah and you also get asked yeah. a lot for the same this thing because whatever's asked. trending exactly you know. I'm just working with different formulas and creating different kind of concoctions with makeup and just having fun with makeup again and I absolutely loved it and it definitely definitely is something that I am going to be doing again Woo-hoo. as soon as the whole uh, <laughs> pandemic yeah, dies comes down to, a yeah. Bit. yeah yeah I am I, I plan on uh, kickstarting it again and is there is there like you love education so there's a side but is there ever the side of social media where you feel like I suppose what's the word I'm looking for you know the influence inside that's Mm. what I mean in the sense of see that's a side of social media you love but like do you ever feel like there's a side of I kind of have to post about products as well like I have to it, it you influence obviously because you like it, but yeah. you know the way there's a side of if something starts trending, this is do you it. feel the pressure that I to need to jump on board? Yeah. Like, can I give you an example? Yeah, of course. Chanel bronzer. Yeah. Everyone I felt <laughs> when that started, and I know that, and I literally, I am one of those people. Like, if you tell me to buy it, like yeah. the Fenty contour cream, yeah. Yeah. bought it, done it, got it. Yeah. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> Love fab. <it>. Love it. <laughs> but there is that side of like. Do you feel now with the following yeah. you have and all that big response that you kind of feel responsible that yeah. you need to jump on the bandwagon? You know, if if something starts trending like the airbrush um, foundation yeah. from Charlotte Tilbury or like the Chanel bronzer when that launched, like, do you feel the need that you have to get totally. involved? Oh my God, totally. And Camille, I've kissed many of makeup frog before I've actually found out what I actually like love. I've bought so many products that are absolutely crap that it's all hype and what I found is I would say there's probably about 70% of products that are launched only about 30% of them are actually amazing quality that you would add to your kit as staples and it's that 30% that you need to find yeah. and uh, without losing your house yeah, yeah, spending yeah. an absolute <laughs> a fortune fortune because you would yeah. like, I, I feel like there's a pressure with, with people's kits totally now. yeah that you have to have such a diverse range of products like when I first went freelance I obviously had you know probably 80% Mac in my kit and it was just kind of venturing out and starting to invest in other brands and just doing it slowly but surely and 
how I did it was kind of I would buy one or two shades in a certain foundation, trial it out, see if I loved it. If I loved it, I would buy more colours in it. Um, I But when I first started, I used to buy like, like nearly a whole range of foundations and then you're left carrying <laughs> this like monstrous suitcase yeah, around where your yeah, back yeah. is absolutely broke. So like something, you need to kind of shop uh, smarter. Yeah, yeah. When you're purchasing products and you're don't put the pressure on yourself to expect yourself to have every single product that's new in the market because think about the amount of brands that are out there now. It's actually oh, saturated. impossible. It's impossible. And like once you once you know your staples and you have your like little kind of combos that you absolutely love, obviously you're gonna constantly keep investing in your kit, but you know, I would I would always trial a product and test it before I invest in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's it's expensive, you know, and you do, you don't want this oversized kit that isn't worth anything, you know. Yeah, and I think there's a sense of honesty in your social media, yeah. and I'm not saying it because you're sitting right in front of me. Like you're someone <laughs> I've messaged you before. Yeah. What shades will I get in yeah, this? Yeah. Um, I know you are a bit kind of a, a big advocate for the likes of Nars, yeah. Mac, Charlotte Tilbury, yeah. Fenty. They're Love they're it. the brands that like I I'd be like Natasha. I'm buying this for my kit watch out yeah. and what I got at Christmas time that you recommended perfect I actually yeah. don't need any more this is it you know yeah. it's about being really smart, smart as well but there is there is definitely like there's a lot of ads yeah there's a lot totally. of influencers and I think that there's a lot of people buying stuff for their kid that they don't need that they don't need totally. like you know massive yeah. but what are your essentials for your kit yeah god this is like the toughest question ever <laughs> It's like how do you how do you minimize it? Um, for me, I like as in as a makeup artist. You mean like yeah, what as a makeup your... artist. So like if you were yeah. going and doing a job, and there's yeah. things that you you know will say top five. Okay. Oh Jesus. Right. So, um, for me, well, my like as in my top five that I can't live without, or more my kit essentials. Oh, let's go with kit essentials. Okay. Yeah. So for me, kit essentials will be having a really good concealer palette. Um, I love the Bobbi Brown BBU palette. Um, yeah, Mac do an amazing one as well. With, um, I think they brought it out not so they, long ago with the full coverage concealers in it. Is yeah, it? yeah, you can get it in a pro store. Oh yeah, I think. that's yeah. brilliant as well. That's really really good. Or the little concealer palettes of I have them, love them of six. They're like having the four of them. Every like literally you can complete a skin on anybody using the four of them if yeah you have the four of them in your kit um but having a really good concealer palette um is essential in your kit um for me then i would say oh god like skincare i could i could rhyme off so many skincare products but definitely having a really good moisturizer i love um the emberly's moisturizer yes i just think it's so beautiful and it sits on everybody's skin so well um, and obviously your primers and stuff like that. Now primers and something that I'm mad about, but it is definitely an essential product that you need to have if you are kind of working with more of an oilier skin. Um, the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter literally cannot live without that. Like that's probably my all-time favourite product. Like I am obsessed right. with it. Right, and Caroline like, on episode it. two said the same thing. Did she? Yeah, yeah, Flawless Filter. Yeah, I think that is like, a, like when that launched into the market, it was a game changer. Like no brand had a product like it. There's brands trying to replicate, the pro replicate it at the moment. 
and has an patch on it. It's yeah, no, just, I love it. And you get so long out of it. And so it does long. exactly what it says on the tin. It just, yeah, it's so, so beautiful on the skin. I can't, like, when I run out of that, I'm like, I have to order it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, then, mascara, I just think, like, you know, no look is complete without a good, juicy, thick lash. Um, my all-time favourite, and believe me when I say I have tried every mascara out there, um, the In Extreme Dimension 3D Black from MAC yeah. is the ultimate best mascara on the market if for brides the waterproof one is the best waterproof mascara I've ever used. It doesn't flake. Yeah. It doesn't smudge. It doesn't fall down. Because some waterproof mascaras do. Oh, they do. They yeah, don't yeah, yeah. They no, do they what don't. they're supposed to do. Yeah, no, but that really that's does. what I carry in mine. Is that the only, pretty Love much the only mascara I carry? Yeah. And then, how many is that? Did we say that's five? Four? And, oh God... I would say, like, I love highlighter. Like, I, t- I don't no, think I, think I didn't mention that. highlighter now. I'd be kicked <laughs> off. Um, Hush highlighter from MAC. And I actually Caroline love Caroline said the same thing. Oh, my God, that's yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah. I, I also love um, the Amy Connolly highlighter in her palette. Is, oh, right. Okay. It's like, it's like it. a dupe for the MAC one. It's absolutely amazing. Beautiful, right. really similar, pearly kind of shade. Um, absolutely gorgeous, yeah. Right, interesting. I could go on all day. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and like glowy you know, skin is yeah. your thing. Like you're definitely known. And obviously, okay, so Charlotte Tilbury, Flawless Filter, um, Hush, Amy Conley. Yeah. Is there anything else that like, is there any little secrets? Yeah, like Armani Luminous Silk Foundation is just gold. Like absolute gold. Um, I love it. I just think it makes the skin look so luminous. And it. what I love about it is it doesn't look product-like on the skin, but you can achieve that beautiful luminosity. Um, I also love, like for creating that glow, the Becca, um, what's it called? Not the backstage primer, the... It's like a, an illuminating balm or something, I think it's oh. called, is amazing. Um, it's it, You can mix it into your moisturizer, you can mix it into your foundation. Oh, you can turn fair. any matte foundation glowy using it. Yeah, okay. It's okay. beautiful. See, this is the thing. I yeah. feel like, because I actually haven't been on counter yeah, in so yeah, long, yeah, yeah. I'm like, as a freelance, like, where do you get your where knowledge? You, I know. It's just like, yeah, just kind of looking at. Just being nosy, Just really. being nosy, yeah. yeah. Like following bloggers. Like I, I, I prefer to follow um for my makeup tips and like knowledge and stuff like that. I prefer to follow makeup artists. Yeah, um, rather than makeup than bloggers. bloggers. Exactly, yeah. I just find like you, you just get so much knowledge from them. Um, brand ambassadors for certain brands you'll really see what you like um, yeah 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 you know them doing tutorials and stuff like that like and I think that's the big thing like yeah. and that's what I probably mean about when there's a pressure on social media is yeah. the bloggers and the makeup artists are two different worlds two different worlds totally. because you're yeah. being like a blogger has not worked on counter with all of these well they they might have they might, they have, might have at some point but you know you know like I'm talking kind of generic yeah um, I think I think um a lot of the time when someone is like a blogger and influencer and they've built up an amazing platform for, platform for themselves and they can actually solely depend on their online business they no longer do maybe freelance or they yeah, no longer yeah, work yeah. on a counter so um 
they yeah because there's kind of like I know like yeah. Aideen Kate being probably one of them she's amazing she's amazing yeah. and is kind of like that mainly online this is now. it as in she would have been uh, she would have she worked on Counter yeah, and then yeah. she had a freelance career and then she um, is obviously so successful now online yeah, she's that that's, that's what she solely does now yeah it's a good but, example but um, I think with makeup artists as in that are in the freelance industry you're constantly trying to create um, looks for clients rather than I think when you're an influencer or blogger you're mainly doing makeup on yourself yeah, so yeah, you're not different. kind of maybe looking as wide for different product types you're yeah. kind of more focusing on what suits you than what might suit whoever walks through the door yeah that's really so good your, advice your kit actually, needs to be yeah. a little bit broader now it could be wrong in saying that but, no no that's um, really really good advice actually yeah. to anyone who's who's kit buying that's, that for me would be kind themselves. of the difference in terms of investing in your kit and yeah and then for yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah 100%. exactly and you mentioned earlier then about your course so yeah. and education being so such a passion of yours what what is Explain your course in a little yeah. bit more detail. Where can people kind of go to join? Yeah. What's next? So the course that we run is a 16-week makeup course for beginner, beginner makeup artists. Um, so basically we take you through all of the basics of makeup as if you have never picked up a makeup brush before. Oh, right, okay. And um, we go through the ins and outs of it from the very basics of like skin science to foundation matching right through to... um to advanced makeup skills so at the end of the course you will have um, a really good understanding of makeup you will be able to start a career in makeup and um, now we always say to our students 16 weeks is not long enough to spend um before you go out freelance so seeking out like assisting people or maybe yeah. getting counter work or seeking out other opportunities booking in with le for lessons with other artists to constantly continue to upskill and um, they do then a photo shoot at the end where they create we'll give them a brief so maybe it's like 90s supermodel and they need to create a day to night look which is then professionally photographed and um, they will be then marked on those images so we roll out the the exam like a workshop so as oh, if very good. they were doing a photo shoot so the photographer will brief them and we will have given them like a, a brief to work off oh, it's super realistic so it's, yeah super yeah. realistic as if they were on a shoot but then they're also marked on that as well oh, um, and then at the end of it they're certified so they'll be certified um, to work in the makeup industry just not the film industry okay so the cert is recognised um, yeah it's recognised across that's the brilliant. globe yeah that's great. Yeah. And what is next for you then? So obviously COVID and all the joys of that <laughs> that we spoke about, but what kind yeah. of for the next couple of months? Yeah, I think it's just, it's going to be mainly getting myself back on the ground running. Um, and hopefully, like I said earlier, all the, the kind of hard work that I've put in over the years, just getting my business back up and running. Um, I think it is going to be a slower start for makeup artists 100% because their work is solely dependent on um on occasional occasions and events yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I think when the 29th of 
June hit, it was like, woohoo, everyone in the beauty and industry we were like, is like mm. back working and we're there twiddling our tongues. Yeah, I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all of you. This is it. So it is tough. And don't get me wrong, like I am lucky that I have got like such a successful bridal business and that I can focus my time on looking after all of my trials. It's going to be such a backlog of trials yeah, that, that were cancelled during yeah. COVID that I need to get through now. And, you know, obviously with the whole social distant thing and you know up in your kind of hygiene game you know you do need to allow more time in between clients so that is going to take quite a while to get through that we're getting our course back up and running we're kind of virtual at the moment so there's a lot of time going into producing the content for that as well but um yeah I, like I don't know I'm just going to take each month as it comes yeah yeah I think it's um, all anyone can do this is it I'm just yeah. going to try and adjust to the new norm and hopefully things do get back to normal and uh, we don't get a second wave yeah, because oh, I don't think I could handle that. I don't think I could Oh, yeah, I think that. there'd be a lot of people yeah. in dark rooms rocking <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> I'll be one of those. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just getting back into the swing of things, I'm so excited to just get back to your makeup. I'm like, have I forgotten how to do oh, makeup? Stop, like, I, I know I'm to, nervous. Like, I am yeah, nervous I need to get the brushes into the hand and, like, do a few looks on myself just to get back into the yeah, swing of Yeah, yeah, same. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited for the next few months and just kind of getting back back into the flow of things and before I let you go Natasha so this podcast is based on you know and you've shared so many of your truths around being a freelance artist being a makeup artist in Ireland you know the trials and tribulations that goes with with all of that yeah and at the end of every episode I like people to share kind of a beautiful truth something that you might not put on social media, you might not have kind of, or it could be just a thought that yeah. you've had, a fear, anything. Yeah. Um, so what is your beautiful truth, Natasha? So when you'd said this to me, I was like thinking, and you know, there's obviously so so many things that you can kind of talk about um, with this kind of headline, you know, the beautiful truth. But um, I suppose something that's quite relevant and it's just a thought. Um, it's not something that like, you know, um, I'm saying isn't happening maybe I'm just not aware of it but um, I just feel and especially during um, the lockdown and COVID um, it was kind of there was it really came to light that um, the makeup artists um, industry like the freelance industry um, there isn't enough of support there I don't think for the freelance uh, makeup artists in this country um, I feel that, you know, there obviously is a beauty federation or whatever, which is great. But makeup artists compared to the beauty industry, what the return back to work looks like is very different. Yeah, it's we very are vague. so close to um to our clients and even whether we return at the same time as hairdressers and other people in the beauty industry is is questionable do you know that kind yeah, of like it's, yeah. it's like do we don't we are, what are we supposed oh, to do i just picked just, a random date to yeah be totally i just honest, think yeah. there's not enough of knowledge um out there for us and not enough of support there for the freelance um community and i would love to see um like you know something come of this you know because i have seen so many people talk online about it um about I wish that there was more support out there for us. I wish there was more guidance. And a lot of people have kind of gone and I've got on Zoom calls with our wedding suppliers, like the Fennels organised a call, which was amazing for people in the wedding industry about yeah, what the new norm is going to look like and how to kind of, how to prepare for it. Um, but that was things that people did themselves, but there is no kind of federation there for 
freelance makeup artists um and I definitely think there is a need for it and I would love to see I, I'm like I don't even know where to start or something you know, like I that you know I bet you so many people are like oh my god yeah. yes Natasha just some, thank just you for saying that just something there to support us you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. and help us yeah because um, I mean you even seeing yeah because you, you even seeing um, on RT News like the Irish Hair Federation yeah. were being interviewed there was like yeah. all this work back a house that they yeah. were doing for hairdressers and totally. then yeah like I like I said the date of the 29th and then I just decided the 25th of July yeah. for myself because Literally, I didn't know this is it yeah. you're just guessing it's yeah. a guessing game and I have seen pe some people set up like Facebook groups and stuff like that which is amazing yeah, and I great really support. hope yeah. something great comes of that because that would be just fantastic but um, yeah that's just a thought that I've had during the yeah. whole and I know we're I know it's not the only industry that needs support during this time but it's our there industry are, but it's our industry <laughs> and you know I am going to be biased and you know kind of that that is where I feel um, we maybe need something like that. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that. And I hope if anyone is listening yeah, to this... Yeah, I'm like, who wants and to no, do it? Yeah, who wants to do it? Hands up. <laughs> I'm not good at that and kind the, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm sitting here saying, this would be great now if someone did that and <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here twiddling me no, toes. No, but I mean, like, you you know... <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm also not volunteering, <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> but hopefully maybe someone is listening. They're like, actually, I have the resources yeah. or the knowledge yeah, this to is do it. That. I don't have the resources to do that. No, but. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. But I do, but I do see... <laughs> the need for it definitely yeah. and it would and and being partially freelance it's something yeah. i'd want to be part of so Look, definitely 100%, yeah this yeah is yeah it. definitely um but yeah yeah good idea natasha <laughs> <laughs> listen thank you so much for being oh. part of the beauty of truth podcast it's been a pleasure oh, and it's been so nice so nice to get to chat yeah, yeah. Like, congratulations on like launching it and stuff it's like amazing i can just see wonderful things for you oh, so you're going to you. take off for you <laughs> thank you so much and best of luck deadly. thank you and best of luck with everything now for uh, <laughs> post yeah the, re <laughs> post the return post yeah. pandemic post covid yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Natasha thanks so much Thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Beauty of Truth podcast. I hope that it was really educational, that our laughs didn't deafen you too much and that people will really think about the hard work that goes behind being a freelance makeup artist in Ireland. If you would like to find out more information about Natasha Ray, maybe book your wedding makeup in I'm going to say the next four years. Uh, you can follow Natasha at Natasha Ray Ray underscore pro artist on Instagram. And she is has a Natasha Ray .com website as well. And you can follow this podcast at the Beauty of Truth podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is produced by Primal Pro at Instagram or Primal.ie. And it's Primal with a Y.